You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, Episode 2, Boundaries. Well, hello. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm so looking forward to sharing you with you my thoughts on this particular topic that I want to discuss, this idea of boundary setting and setting boundaries. It's something that seems to come up quite a bit with my clients in my coaching practice as well as just in conversations I have with my friends and family who have people in their lives that they feel like push their boundaries or what they like to call the boundary pushers, if you will. And so this comes up quite a bit, this idea of boundary pushing and also the idea that there's really not much we can do about these people and that they're, that we're kind of at the mercy of them, right? But what I want to share with you today is that boundaries have nothing to do with the person pushing them. They all, they have to do with ourselves. So hang on to that thought for a moment. I want to share with you an example of someone in my life that I felt was a boundary pusher. I have this friend that I considered a very close friend of mine who had a lot in common with me. We shared a lot of the similar political views as well as our religious views. And we also had a lot of common things in our personal lives, like our relationships with our spouses and um, children that we had and things like that and kind of similar growing up backgrounds. And so I had a lot of fun with this person. I really cared deeply for this person as my friend. But there was times when we would have a discussion or we would talk about something where this person would, if you will, fly off the handle, where they would just yell at me. And at the time, I just felt like this was just a character flaw in this person and that it was just something I would need to live with and deal with and that I loved this person enough that it was okay and that it would be fine. But what I found as time went on that I started to feel a little bit more resentful of this person because the outbursts seemed to frequent themselves a little bit more and I found myself not wanting to spend as much time with this person anymore. I um, tried to put distance between myself and them because I really wasn't enjoying my time with this person anymore and I felt like I was my boundaries were being crossed way too frequently and it felt very uncontrollable and I just didn't like being with this person anymore. But looking back at this particular situation, I wish I would have handled it much different than I did. And it's kind of going back to the idea of hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Where, you know, if you would have known, you would have done differently, right? Since learning the tools that I've learned through life coaching and 
the tools that I use to teach my clients on how to set to set boundaries would have been so useful in this particular situation that I feel like the relationship I could have had with this person would have been a much better relationship and even a very good relationship had I known how and when to use the boundaries and to make sure that I was using them in a way that was very loving towards this person as well as myself. So I felt it was important today that I would share with you these tools that I have learned. But before I discuss the tools, let's talk about a boundary and what that is. So as many of us know, there are boundaries all over in our lives, right? There are boundaries. Let's take, for example, laws. Okay. We all have laws that we abide by, right? There's laws of our cities. There's laws in our towns. There's laws in our states and there's laws in our nation. And they are laws that we are to abide by. And I equate these laws to being a sort of a boundary. Okay. Where if it is something that is violated, then there is a consequence involved. For example, if you violate a law, like a traffic law, you have violated that boundary and there will be a consequence to it. So, for example, if you run a red light, you have violated a boundary when you run a red light. So, you would suffer some sort of consequence. That consequence can kind of, will vary depending on the situation. Sometimes the consequence is that you would you know, heaven forbid, hit somebody and hurt them very badly. Or you would get caught by a police officer and you would suffer the consequence of a traffic ticket or a traffic violation. And then there are those who run those red lights and then they never get caught, nor do they hit anybody. So they continue to run the red light because they haven't suffered any consequence. Okay. So I like to look at those boundary pushers as equal to somebody who runs the red light and never suffers the consequence. Because when they do that, when they're running the red light and they never do get caught and they never get hurt and they never hurt anybody else when they're doing it, they'll just do it some more and they'll keep continuing to do it. In fact, I've known people who run red lights and have done it for years and still have never gotten caught, right? One time they may suffer a consequence from it, but until then, they'll probably keep running that red light. It's the same with the people in our lives. If we allow them to keep crossing our boundaries, like my example of my friend who I just allowed to do so, it started to become more frequent, right? Because there was no consequence involved. So they never knew that what they were doing was necessarily wrong. They just knew that they could keep doing it. And so they continued and continued to do it. So you might be asking yourself, okay, I get that boundaries are being crossed. Okay. So what do I do? Well, The first thing 
I think it's very important for us to understand and for many of us to do before we begin to set a boundary in the first place is to be very clear on what our boundary is, okay? So in the case of my friend who raised her voice at me, I didn't quite in the moment understand exactly what it was or what that boundary is that was being crossed, okay? I just was left in some confusion and a bit of bewilderment. I didn't quite get the fact that this person was raising their voice at me in a way that crossed my boundary, okay? So the first thing to do is to get clear. So for me, the boundary was that this person was raising their voice at me, okay? And a lot of times we don't understand where our boundary is until it has been crossed, okay? Especially in this case, I didn't realize I had a boundary of a friend yelling at me until it actually happened to me and I felt the emotions surrounding that particular situation, okay? So most times you are going to set a boundary after a boundary has already been crossed, okay? So once that boundary has been crossed, you need to communicate that that boundary has been crossed, okay? So how do you communicate it? The first thing you need to do is you need to let them know that it has been crossed, okay? Once you have let them know it has been crossed, then you need to communicate that if they continue to do or to cross that boundary, that there will be a consequence involved, okay? And then once that, once you've communicated that to them and they understand that a boundary has been crossed and that there will be a consequence and they cross that boundary again, then you need to follow through with them the consequence that has been communicated, okay? So, for example, with my friend, when she was raising her voice at me, I identified later after it had been done that her raising her voice was a boundary for me. So, the way I would have communicated it with her if I had the tools back then that I have now is I would have said, I see that this topic charges you and I appreciate your passion, but I don't appreciate when I'm being yelled at. So I would like to ask you to stop yelling at me whenever you feel passion about something or when we're in discussion. And if you do this again, then I will leave the room until you're able to calm down. Okay. So here I have set the boundary with my friend. I have told them what they did that crossed my boundary. I communicated that very clearly. And then I also communicated what would happen if they were to do that again. Okay. I told them I would leave the room. Okay. Now it can be anything. It could be, you know, if you can't leave a room in that situation, like say, for example, you are, you know, have to work together in the same office or something like that, then you can say, I will stop, you know, in, I will stop the dialogue. I will stop the conversation 
until you calm down or whatever. It really doesn't matter. But as long as you request them to stop doing whatever it is that they're doing and you communicate with them a clear consequence. Now, the next part of this particular boundary setting that's probably even more important than the communicating the boundary and the consequence is actually following through with it. So when they do do this, that you actually leave the room or you stop participating in that dialogue with the person, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, another important piece to this that I feel is really important that I should discuss with you in when it comes to boundary setting is to not confuse boundary set, setting with controlling someone, okay? Because a lot of times we get that confused. Like, for example, if someone doesn't behave in a way that we would like them to, like maybe this person doesn't do the chores around the house or something and you would like them to. Sometimes we feel like when people don't behave in a way that we would like them to, then they are crossing a boundary. But this is not so. This is something that can be confusing and for a lot of people. Okay. So I just want to throw that out there that it is something to control somebody. It is stopping a behavior that is happening in the moment, okay? That is what boundary setting is. It's not, you know, wishing your husband would help out more around the house. It's not wishing your child would do their homework regularly without being asked. It is not wishing your friend would just call you every day, okay? These are things that are not boundaries. These are not violations. These are just part of a person's um way of living okay they so if it's just something that you want them to do differently because you want them to it's not a boundary okay so I just want to throw that out there something for you to think about when you're thinking about setting boundaries okay now I also feel like it's important that I share with you that when you are in a relationship with someone that you have not had a clear boundary with in the past, that this may be very difficult for them in the beginning to understand that you are setting boundaries, okay? I want you to understand that it's okay if they are uncomfortable with your boundary setting, okay? And it is okay that you might feel uncomfortable with them being uncomfortable about your boundary setting. Okay. I want you to get that out of the way and to understand that that's normal and that's natural, particularly in relationships that you've been in for an extended period of time. Okay. Because there's a lot of relationships that we've had where boundaries have never been set and you've been in relationships with these people for sometimes years and sometimes decades. And when you decide that you're going to start setting a boundary, it can be very uncomfortable for them, but that's okay. Okay. I also feel like it's very important to note that setting a boundary in a relationship is a very loving thing that you can do for that relationship. Okay. We do it because we love that person. 
we do it because our relationship with that person is important enough to us that we need to set that boundary with that person so you can keep that relationship going in your life. Okay? It's very important that you recognize this, that boundary setting is such a loving thing that you can do. It's a compassionate thing you can do, not only for yourself, but for the loved one as well. That you are feeling enough connected to this person that you want to help that relationship grow and thrive. And relationships really struggle to grow and thrive when no boundaries are in place and when no boundaries are set. Okay, it's kind of like going back to the traffic laws. You know, those boundaries are there so that the system of driving from point A to point B works so that you're able to get there safely, so that you're able to reach your destination without worrying about getting hurt. Or worrying about, you know, someone else's behavior in the intersection or on the freeway, okay? That's why we have those laws. It's so that we, all of these particular people can come together and drive on the same roads and all feel good about what the other person is doing and being able to arrive to our destination you know, with with a good positive attitude and with a relationship with the other drivers and with the ability to feel like you can get there in a safe way, okay? It's the same with our relationships, with our people that we love. When we set those boundaries, we are doing something to help the whole thing work out, Okay. And I'm even bold enough to say that if we do not set clear boundaries, the people that we love, we will struggle in those relationships. Okay. So I just want to end by saying that, you know, just be very mindful about the challenges that are there when setting the boundaries and, how it can be challenging, but I also want to say that once a person sees how much that is going to help their relationship, once those proper boundaries have been put in place, and that they have come from a place of love, that it will strengthen the relationship between you two, then they will actually appreciate the boundary setting and possibly follow your example and do the same thing in return with you and with other people that they care and love about. And so I just want to leave those things with you and, and hope that that helps when it comes to your relationships and boundaries that need to be set. So until next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. 
Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.